Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's another tight episode, but not too long, not too short. Some good information. I think it's cool. Gave some announcements on here.、Um, you know, Anchor, Anchor, the Anchor, the Age of Anchor is here for the podcast. It should be interesting to see what, what develops out of that.、Um, I talked a little bit about Halloween Shibuya development that I stumbled across、uh, this evening, which is, you know, I think gonna make this year's Halloween celebrations here in Tokyo a bit more, not complicated, but a bit more interesting. For those people who participate, and for me who's watching it from, from my sofa, you know, giggling at everything that's going on. But, <laughs> and then I give、uh, another YouTube recommendation that, and, and my personal opinion on it,、um, where, you know, my, my filter, if you will, or, or my two cents on, the, on that channel. And it might even set up some things to come in possibly the next episode, but no guarantees.、I'm、just keep saying that, no guarantees. But, um, Um, whatever it is, if, 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 if it happens, it should be fun. But for now,、uh, you know what to do. Take this episode and enjoy. Yo ho ho, what's up? Episode 71 coming at you. How you guys doing?、Uh, it is a late night here in Japan. What time is it? It's like almost 11 40. Uh, just getting out the bath. I'm about to crack something open.、Uh, wait, you hear it? You hear that? Clinkity clank. <laughs> Hold on one second. Got, we got bottles. We popping bottles. Okay. Okay. That almost ended really badly, but.、Mm. I'm drinking a big Heartland beer tonight.、Uh, Heartland is a pretty affordable brand of beer. It's. You know, H E R H E A R T L A N D. Pretty affordable brand of beer made. I forgot if it's made by Kieran.、Um, just in case if you're new to the podcast, I don't drink on every podcast, but, you know, sometimes if I have the chance or the opportunity or the mood, I like to crack open one, you know, just set the mood right. And anyway, I work today, so. This is my time to unwind. And this is Japan According to Akil. We're here for episode 71. Time for fun. You know how we do.、Um, you might be wondering if you're a long time listener, you might be like, why the hell is he going through all this stuff that he says like all the time? Or, you know, trying to be all fake professional and whatnot. But、um, the reason why is because this is probably going to come out officially on Anchor. Yay! Yay! I made the switch over. To、um, hosting on Anchor, which has blasted the podcast out to a lot of different, pla- a lot more platforms.、Um, maybe one time, if I got the time or motivation, I'll, I'll read them all out. But we're still on, if you're listening to this, we're still going to be on,、uh, whatchamacallit, on、uh, iTunes. If I didn't screw up the process, trans- transfer process,、uh, we'll find out when I upload it, when I try to upload this tomorrow.、Um, but yeah, just, you know, just Anchor just gives the podcast a bit more exposure, not only exclusively on iTunes and、uh, 
sorry, let me adjust some stuff. Not only um, officially, not only just on SoundCloud and iTunes, it gives a you know just a bit more ears, if you will, if if the cards are played right. So, mm. I mean, after I transferred everything over, I just took a look at some of the numbers and you know the amount of um countries and things like that went up quite a bit so uh thanks again mel um from the previous episode mel the host of the made in japan podcast uh gave me that advice so i just went ahead and followed it and it's looking like it's paying dividends so yeah so that that's pretty much the one major news story mm. or update from me in this episode, we're not going to go too deep into anything, really. Um, I just have one quick announcement that I, that I read online on my way back home and uh, some YouTube stuff for you that I, that I um, stumbled upon the other day that I think will be a pretty good resource for you if you're, you know, researching life in Japan. There's a few caveats to it, which I want to um, give you before blasting everything out, so... That's about it. You know, again, it's getting kind of late. I still got some more work to do, my other work to do. So um, I always say it's not going to be too long, but I'm really going to try and wrap this one up in under 20, 20, 25 minutes if I can, or as long as this beer lasts me. (laughs) Mm. All right. But anyway, let's just get to it. So uh let me pull up the article uh if you don't know my microphone is my phone my phone is my mic we are one right now so i'm gonna pull up this article that i just saved on my phone so not pikachu and (laughs) avengers crap i forgot to do this crap uh oh yay okay cool give me sorry give me a second guys i'm Trying to uh, pull up the article so I can give you the official name of it. Where is it? Here it is. Okay. So, yeah, someone shared something on Facebook, which is, I guess this is just recent breaking news coming coming straight out of Japan. If you know, two years in a row, I've talked about Halloween here in Japan and how it's just ballooning into a cultural phenomenon type event, getting all types of international coverage and whatnot as well. Well, I, the locals have had enough people. <laughs> They're moving to shut the shit down, especially if you you remember last year that um, if you if you actually did some research on the issue, um, there were a few people who, you know, got drunk and, and flipped over one truck like which is like a, the equivalent of a riot is literally like and the people got arrested. I, I don't know if I gave the update. Uh, all the people involved got arrested. Literally, I think it was like five people off the top of my head, about five of them, three or four of them were non-Japanese, which of course, of course, right? So, um, but because of that one incident, that was like kind of a tipping point type of incident, which apparently um, pushed the local government into like, okay, fuck this shit, we had enough. And, sorry, this is like a pretty big size beer, so I'm trying to like drink it well before it gets lukewarm and then I'm, not gonna want to feel like drinking it anymore it's like 500 milliliters so i'm just trying to like speed drink this while i talk to you guys so sorry if it totally interrupts the flow of the conversation but basically yeah the local government has kind of started has moved not even started has moved um to you know make take appropriate measures to curb 
the um drunken disorder disorderliness mild disorderliness it, well it's it's a freaking riot compared to um everyday life here in japan but but basically yeah um they're they're really making moves to to get away from that because if you don't know shibuya is kind of the hub the mecca for not on youth culture well it doesn't really work like that if here in Tokyo because there's a lot of different subsets of youth culture here but Shibuya is well at least it was for me in my 20s and I think it still remains that way to be like you know the go-to place for people in their teens and 20s uh just to kind of get in 30s if if, you know (laughs) if you still want to get out in about 30s maybe even 40s but you know um But yeah, those, especially people in their teens and in their, let's say twenties. Twenties is like prime time for Shibuya. That's where they go, and especially like for example, soccer matches or um, New Year's Eve and Halloween is kind of taking the cake in the recent years as a place where everyone kind of goes together. If you're a new listener, maybe go back and listen to um, I did two Halloween specials. The first year I did, I believe, in two parts. So just go back and listen to it, and you can kind of get caught up on the issue you know it's, it's all in the, in the news feed but um <clears throat> so basically what's what's happened was um because of that one incident um i mean it's, 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 that incident was a culmination of the building of you know grumpy old people with me and like man fuck this shit this shit's getting out of control so what they what apparently has happened was this is according to nhk world japan the title of the article is Shibuya to ban public drinking at Halloween. Once again, Shibuya to ban public drinking at Halloween. If you don't know how to spell Shibuya, it's uh, S-H-I-B-U-Y-A. <laughs> S-H-I-B-U-Y-A is Shibuya. So pretty much, yeah, if, if you really don't know anything about Shibuya, then why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Or let me not say that, like, because you might be want you might want to know more about Japan. Well, Shibuya is going to be one of the places and one of the hot spots in Tokyo that you're going to go to. Pretty much like all any movie, any documentary that you've seen about Japan has stock footage from Shibuya. Pretty much, um, that's just the way it goes. Mm. Oh, it started raining. Hmm. One second. Let, hold, let me let me pause this and make sure the window's open. Sorry, I'm being totally unprofessional. One second. Yes, yeah, I thought so. I left the window open upstairs. So, okay. Um. Anyway, like I was saying, let me get back to this article. So, pretty much what what I didn't read the most of the article. I just uh, took a look. There's a video clip from the news, but basically, um, they've excuse me decided to ban uh drinking. Uh, at specific times if you don't know you can drink in public here in japan it's freaking awesome if <laughs> you can't drink in public in your home country is just really really nice to be able to especially because you're not driving anywhere in around tokyo so you can just walk around drink relax it's cool but in halloween everyone went batshit fucking crazy so they're trying to like curb that behavior now they're doing it during a certain times, so I think they said during uh, Halloween is going to be... That's probably the number one target, and during New Year's as well. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> this is like, reading this, I'm sure anyone who lives in Japan will understand the same thing. 
This is a very Japanese move, right? Because now you would think that, okay, if they banned it, oh shit, it's going down. They're going to have the SWAT team out. They're going to be like, yo, enough of this shit. They're going to be slapping like fucking beer bottles out of people's hands and pushing them into police cars and all this shit. This is Japan, man. Like, if you if you haven't heard me say this um, before, I'll say it again. Police here are peacekeepers. They're not law enforcers. So the first thing I thought is, who the fuck is going to enforce this ban, right? You have literally like hundreds... Tens of thousands, maybe even like hundreds of thousands of people. Like just just YouTube, Google any video of Halloween in Shibuya, and it's a fucking zoo. Like there's no possible way police can enforce um, a ban on alcohol there. But that's not re- not really the point. Motherfucker like me, I'd be out there if I was gonna go out there, which I'm not. <laughs> but um, you know, I would just be just drinking anyway. And maybe if like a, a police officer sees you, they might be like, "Hey, no drinking" or something like that. Ask you to do I don't know, do something. I don't know how they would do that. Just with the massive amount of people that are there, like I'm sure they'll try to do something. But it's just more. The the fact here in Japan that the police have to be seen as actively doing something to to um, to resolve the issue or solve the problem is the main thing how Jap- Japan operates. The implementation of it, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not really thought out. But we're just like we're banning it. We're putting like the parent like we're putting our foot down, you know, <laughs> and then like whatever happens, like go to your room. I'm putting my foot down, and like you got like PlayStation and like. You know, you can just jump out the window. You're living on the first floor. You can, like, sneak out the window and go hang out with your friends if you want. They're not going to come in and really check on you at all. But, like, they're sending you to your room. So, that's kind of how shit gets done here um, in, in these type of situations. So, that's what I expect to happen around Halloween this year. It'll, you know, it'll be a big news story that's banned. A lot of people will... um Now, I will say it will have an impact because there will be a significant amount of people because drinking has been officially banned who will not drink there because they will feel guilty about breaking the rules or breaking the law. There are a bunch of people who just won't care. I more than likely young guys, especially the percentage of young guys who will just say, man, fuck that. It will be pretty high, but my just off the top of my head, my first impression image will be I can't really see like the average uh, university student, you know, or girl in her like early to mid 20s, you know, who goes to Shibuya to like hang out with her friends, you know, who might have like a chew high or like a little small drink or something like that. Being like, man, fuck the police. I'm going to just be drinking on the street, you know, with my fucking Zima, you know, acting a damn fool. Like, I don't really see that happening. So I think it will just generally reduce the overall amount of people drinking on the streets. But generally, the more rowdy people who go there, they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And again, it's, it's one of those see no evil, hear no evil type of things. I'm sure people get around it like, you know just pour alcohol and something else it'll be some workarounds how that people will have and I, i'm but personally i'm just interested to see exactly how the police plan to enforce this ban in that area it'll probably just be a combination of signs 
and or like a high concentration of police in one area, uh, possibly sweeping through an area wherever they can. And, you know, whoever they see like blatantly openly, openly drinking, uh, they'll just kind of like ask them to like pour it out or something like that. Kind of similar vibe to uh, if you listen to the previous episode, me talking about parking and the parking attendant, like, you know, when me not making eye contact with the guy, not blatantly um, doing something where he can like call me out, you know, it's, it's kind of like a little bit hard. I just really don't know how the fuck they would do that. But it, that's going to be a story that um, to be on the lookout for this fall. Again, I'll bring it to you live uh, in when it happens, after it happens, if there are any major developments in that story. But, you know, again, the article Shibuya to ban public drinking at Halloween is something that I think you you should just look into. Just an interesting story. You know, something you can tell your friends like I know what's going on in fucking Tokyo. Motherfucker. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, so that's that. Uh, last thing before I get up out of here is going to be a YouTube channel that I stumbled upon uh, that I think gives out some pretty quality information about life here in Japan. Um, it's really all over Asia, but they have a feed or, or playlist specifically for Japan. Uh, I, I watched one or two of their videos. It was really variety, you know, not only squeaky clean, touristy Japan stuff. They got some dirty stuff like in there too. Um, dating stuff. They had an interview with a porn star, an ex porn star. Of course, I watched that whole thing. <laughs> um, you know, people's impressions about life here, racism, discrimination, stuff like that. Uh, I think they, they do a pretty, the people who do, I think the guy who does it, his Japanese is really, really good. I'm guessing he's part Japanese just from the way he looks. Might not be half Japanese, might possibly a quarter or something like that. Just from the looks of him. Um, but but he seems like a nice guy. And I think he's trying to give, uh, all the people there are trying to try to give a really fair and balanced view of Japan. So the YouTube site is Asian Boss. I don't know if you've been there. I didn't know about it until it popped up on my feed a few days ago. Um, and, you know, it, it kept my attention. Um, some of the titles, some of the topics were pretty interesting things. I was thinking about, like, actually watching some of the videos and then, like, pausing it, going through watching, pausing, and giving feedback. But I ain't got no time for that tonight. So, <laughs> yo, so um, my bad on that. But. It might be um, a topic I might want to revisit in the future, uh, possibly on the next episode, Knock on Wood. Uh, I think that that would be kind of interesting, an interesting change of pace just uh, to give my feedback on it. Um, the one caveat I do have about that channel is a lot of the information there, um, or not a lot. Let me say, like the I've, I think I watched like two or three videos, especially videos about people talking about living in Japan. You might be able to pick up the wrist brain pretty hard, you, and the mic might pick it up, uh, depending on how the editing goes. But um, but yeah, just in general, like the way the the people that I saw interviewed on there were people who generally were in Japan. Excuse me for. Um, maximum about about four years, right? So it was people there like six months, a year or two, um, three, you know, three four years. Like the longest person I heard was about three four years. You know, I was thinking about it after I watched it when I was thinking about actually recommending this channel. Your perspective living in Japan one year, two years, 
even four years is going to be very different than living like 10 plus years. Like for me now, um, not like respect, like I'm like, fuck anybody who hasn't been living here under 10 years, but 10 years for me is like the benchmark of someone who can really say that they like understand life in Japan, right? Just because it's so much that else that goes into it. It's like, it's like being in the NBA, right? Like, um, Someone who's been a rookie, who's a rookie playing basketball. Sorry, I'm American basketball. I was watching basketball this morning. Um, was watching uh, who's a rookie in the NBA. They have talent, and they have skill, and they know about basketball. But going into that league, going into, or come, in this case, coming into Japan, your first year, you don't know shit about living on your own. You don't know shit about... Um, you know, just the culture here, how to sur- surviving in a city like this, you know, and, and not necessarily I'm talking about it from a physical. It's not like in a physical danger type situation. It's more of a psychological perspective, right? Like that's that's it's a more of a mental game. I'd say living here than it is more of like a surviving in the city type thing where, you know, you ducking and dodging and, and trying to, you know, stay safe and whatnot. But you're just like really in your own mind a lot more here and i was talking to some people crack because of that shit you know so after that's like your first year after about a year or two two three four years i I would say people go through that grace period where they're comfortable here they know what everyday life is like and they're starting to get a feel for like the deeper levels of japanese society but they're just tasting it and experiencing some shit that they don't like Right, uh, unless they're just like a, a bitter motherfucker who just like is unhappy wherever they go. There's a fair share of those people too. Like the second they get off the plane, they're just complaining about shit. Um, but generally speaking, it, the first after a couple of years, you start be, finding stuff. The honeymoon phase is over, and you're like, oh shit, like, oh really? Like, oh really? Like, you know, you start finding shit that's not um, that you don't really like so much. You're not really feeling so much. Then I say. You know, like for me, it was like, you know, after like five years, yeah, four or five years in here, then I kind of went through like a little bit of a dark time where it's just like, oh my gosh, this place is sucking me dry. Like, I, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something, you know. Um, but or there's, I would say people have, after like four or five years here, three to five years here, people kind of tend to go through a bit of a, uh, soul searching time if you will because you know the honeymoon phase is over you've kind of settled into life here you kind of you you think you know exactly everything japan has to offer like i said you think you know and that's the caveat i have about watching that um that the interviews again the i didn't i, I didn't go too deep into it uh, I just watched just enough to be able to get a sense for it, to be like, all right, I'm, I'm comfortable recommending it to you guys. And then you can kind of explore and make your own judgments, if, as you will. But just from my eye, um, there are people who I'd say comfortable enough living here to be able to try to summarize life here and give experiences. There's one guy who was a bit older. I, I didn't think I heard how long he'd been here. But, um, yeah, like a lot of the layers and I think I talked about it on, on Mel's podcast as well a lot of the layers don't really expose themselves of this country don't really expose themselves until much later on you know so 
Uh, and a lot of things, a lot of the beauty in Japan does remain hidden. And exploring the city is the same way here. Like, a lot of the best things are not on the main streets. A lot of the best places are hidden around the corner somewhere that doesn't, like a small shop with the best food is hidden in a small corner that doesn't need to advertise because everyone knows it's good. The, the stuff on the main roads is the stuff that has to advertise, just in general, basically general speech as far as food is concerned, bars are concerned, clubs are concerned. Like the stuff on the main streets that's most obvious is gonna be the bullshit in Tokyo specifically. I'm not, I can't really speak on other cities exactly, but just because like they have to advertise to get the numbers, but the best quality stuff is hidden somewhere, but everyone knows where it is, so they just go there. They don't have to do anything. Like um, I went to like a izakaya a few weeks ago, a few a month or so ago, and it was terrible because it was on the main road. I was just like, oh my gosh, I had to apologize to the person I brought there. I was like, oh, this is terrible. But, you know, it was, it was busy. We didn't have a reservation, so fuck it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how things are here. And I think over time, once you hit, like, that 10-year mark, I'm not saying you have to, but in my case, and I'd say almost everyone that I've met, pretty much everyone I've met, after hitting that 10-year mark, get their feeling, get to those deeper layers of stuff and get more of a deeper understanding of stuff of how things work, you know, in different aspects of life here in Japan. Um, because there's so many different aspects, right? Like, it's, it's just countless aspects, so it's just not one way of life here. Like, my lifestyle is very quite different from a lot of friends in similar age groups um, who've had similar experiences, but just because, you know, like, I'm... Yeah, like, my family situation, my life situation, whatever... Um, the things I'm exposed to are very, like location wise as well in the past like couple of years is quite different from what another married person with kids might have, for example. So I might be deeper in the game on one aspect of life here in Japan than that other person, you know, and vice versa. So, uh, yeah, so watching, going through the videos, uh, especially ones that deal with foreign people. Um, that's one thing. Also, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Um, yeah, another, a couple of important points about this uh, channel. So especially the dating stuff that I noticed is very important to understand that, you know, just if you're a guy or whatever, even if you're a woman or whatever, you just want to know about dating stuff or just curious, um, the this person the it looks like they've done almost all of their interviews in Harajuku in Omotesando which is a very young area um so and they're only really getting you know a certain demographic of people right and me personally as a black dude just looking listening to some of those answers as well i would say that area is not like, if I were going hunt, girl hunting, I wouldn't necessarily have the best luck in that area, right? So, white guys probably would. Start, it might sound a little bit racist, but I'm, not, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, you know? Like, um, different strokes for different folks. And you can kind of, like, I've, it's gone both ways for me. We were times when I was single where I've walked into a place and everyone's like, oh, okay, there's a black guy here. I mean, not like disgusted by me, but just like I get no love. And then 
I've gone with with like a mixed group of foreign people and like, you know, um, my white friends are just like, I'm the man. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm just like chilling by myself. The complete reverse has happened where, you know, like I go into a place and girls are coming up to me like, oh my gosh, hi. Like, you know, and just like all smiling and giggling at me. I'm just like, get the fuck out of my face. Then <laughs> my, my, my like non-black friends, my, my specifically my white friends are just like, Akil, like, oh, oh my God, it's like freaking out, you know, because they're not really getting the love that they were used to. And um, not it's not only a black-white thing. I'd say it's just more of a vibe. Like certain types of people as well, like someone in you know, a certain area you might go, uh, uh, a buttoned-up type of clean-cut type person might get more love or, or a different type of a more urban feel or a different type of area. You know, someone who's a bit more like, I don't know, grungy, if you will, might get more love. Like it, it specifically Tokyo's funny like that. And I just know like that area that, that, that they were in and the people that they were interviewing specifically, if I were single, me being like, you know, a black dude from America, um, I would not go there if I were girl hunting, you know, so I just put if you're a guy particularly a single guy of color or not even of color like um if you know um if you're like anything it's like oh all the girls gonna want me that's really a very skewed from my opinion a very skewed uh image so or very skewed feedback um excuse me again it's young it's um the area the dynamics of that area are kind of towards one specific group of people so that can be said for i think depending on where you go every group of people you know or every person of interest has some area i'm, I'm sorry i'm talking from a guy's perspective ladies i'm sorry um but um has some area where they would get love basically uh, I said I'm not going to get into like all the dating in Japan type stuff on here so much. I might do it if if I break actually go through and break down some videos, possibly in the next episode, but I'm not making any guarantees. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a look out for that before recommending. But again, I, I'm giving a recommend. I'm encouraging you to go to Asian Boss, use discernment on your own and kind of, you know, see based on can, just one man's opinion looking at the channel with your own point of view and make your own you know impression or, or what you think life in japan is like it's just it's all opinion it's all perspective that's all it is um at the end of the day every person's view i've come to believe that every person sees japan through their own eyes but wow that's fucking sound kind of deep actually <laughs> think about it um what i mean by that is everyone has their their own way of viewing life here some you know and i've gone through several different uh ways of, of, of viewing this country and viewing the people and you know um viewing the possibilities here and viewing the way i'm perceived by people here and, and a lot of different things but you're gonna see it your way you know and you're gonna see and you're going to be able to find, I mean, it's probably everywhere in life, everywhere you go, what you want and what you don't want. You know, you're going to find it. You're going to find what you're looking for. Um, so, so, yeah, I encourage you to explore that. And, and 
at the absolute least, it gives you more data, more information to kind of uh, have less of a superficial view of Japan. That's why I think I rep- I like that channel because it doesn't really give so much superficial stuff. It's not really so, so super, super deep, but it is a lot deeper than, you know, uh, you would get a lot of other different places. Uh, I just want you to go into it knowing that a lot of that information, I would say, is catered, it feels catered towards like the six month to five year range of Japanese life. I haven't really heard like, you know, the long, long term type information from it. But I might do a little bit of digging and I might, they might surprise me. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. And you can just message me at questions for a keel. Uh, again, that's one at gmail.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at F-O-R-A-K-I-L at gmail.com if you discovered anything. Or you can hit me up on Instagram, shameless plug, at Japan according to Akil. And, you know, uh, tell me what you think. Tell me if you think I'm well, my opinion is bullshit. I don't care. It's all good. All right. Um, let me go. Let me see what time it is. Yep, it's about time for me to go with 30 minutes deep. Ta-da. We did it. So thanks again for listening. Um, my people's on Anchor. Uh, new listeners, hopefully it's a ton of y'all. I don't know. <laughs> More than 7.4, whatever. We'll see. But um, yeah, thanks. It's been a good episode. And I'll talk to y'all next time. All right, y'all. Peace.